Thank you for tuning in to the Anchored Ruby. My name is Crystal Swass. I am a master practitioner in neurolinguistics programming, master life and success coach, the author of The Truth About Lemonade, and your host, teaching you how to break through bondage in truth and how to be anchored in purpose, promise, and prosperity. On today's episode, I want to talk about the art of communication. And this is a really tricky subject because as humans, uh, we all communicate very differently. And communication can actually make or break any relationship. Any sort of misunderstanding or miscommunication can cause us to spiral into um, chaos, right? Because then we get caught up in our emotions. And so, um, I love to talk about this because it's really important. So there's a quote that I saw that said, listen and silent are spelled with the same letters. Think about that. I also love to say that God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? Oftentimes we want to speak what's on our mind. We want to speak what's on our emotions or on our heart um, in in that moment in our relationship. But the Bible has a lot to say about this. Um, So in Proverbs 18, 13, it says, spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. And how many times have we actually spoken before we were listening to what was being said or listened to understand or um, got got our facts straight? So um, when I'm coaching couples or or even individuals, uh, one of the first things that I talk about is how we process information as human beings. We all process information very differently. And whenever I'm doing a breakthrough session um, in my life coaching, I love to go over this so that my clients are understanding how our minds and our spirits work and how we process things as human beings. So as human beings, we are receiving 2.8 billion bits of information every single second through all of our senses. That's a lot of information to process. And we're processing all of this uh, unconsciously with our unconscious mind and with our spirit. Um, But everybody processes things very differently based on uh, their experiences in their life right? So as children, uh, and even in the womb, we we all experience things very, very differently. Uh, and this becomes a platform for how we later react and respond in life. Um, some of these things become our generational curses. Some of these things are wounds or chains that bind us in habitual behavior and reactions. So the way that our mind is, is, created. Uh, We have three parts. We have the conscious mind, the unconscious mind, and then we have a filter that um, is created after about the age of seven or eight that separates the conscious from the unconscious mind. And one of the things that I've recognized is that our unconscious mind is actually our spirit. The Bible talks about receiving the kingdom as little children, having faith like a child, And when you're under the age of seven or eight, you don't have the ability to be analytical. Everything that you receive, everything that you experience through all of your senses, you're receiving 
like a sponge, you're absorbing it, right? Good, bad, beautiful, and ugly. These things become a part of who you are. And then once that filter, that um, critical faculty as formed, you now have a separation between your conscious mind or your flesh and your unconscious mind or your spirit. And so there are things that are trapped within your unconscious mind. Um, so these things become a place of reference unconsciously when you're reacting or communicating. Um, maybe something you experienced as a child uh, caused fear. Uh, maybe you fell off a bunk bed. And so now you have afraid, you have a fear of heights as an adult. And so you don't go to high places because unconsciously you created that fear as a child. Um, maybe you become, uh, you become a perfectionist. I love to tell this story, um, because it, it changed my life when I recognized that, this was a place of, um, this was where my perfectionitis had stemmed from, right? And some of us are perfectionite. We suffer from perfectionitis. So when I was seven years old, my father taught me how to ride a bike. And just like every other dad, he put me on that bike and we got into the middle of the road and he held the back of my seat as I was riding my bike and telling me to pedal and pedal and pedal and pedal. And I and was trusting that he wasn't going to let go of the back of my bike. But of course, in order to learn, you have to have, I had to have him let go and pedal and pedal. Um, and what had happened in that moment was he let go and I pedaled and I rode my bike into a bush and I fell off and I began to cry. And my father had very little patience with me in that moment. And instead of picking me up, um, what I remember was that he was uh, frustrated and yelling at me for crying. And so I got really mad and I told him, you know, I will do it on my own. And that became a, that moment at seven years old because I didn't have that filter um, became a moment that was ingrained and became a platform for where I would later react and respond. Right. And so as I grew up, um, a, a place of pride. Um, became a platform, right? I didn't want to ever disappoint anyone. I didn't want to fail because as a child, when I failed in that moment, I was reprimanded and I was yelled at when I was crying rather than um, being um, comforted. So as I grew up in my communication, whenever I was corrected um, or whenever I would fail or fall, I, I responded from a place of pride because I didn't want to be yelled at. I didn't want to be reprimanded. I wouldn't cry uh, in front of people because I, it was a source of weakness in my own mind. And once I healed from that place, that point of reference, that seven-year-old, quote, trauma, it might not be traumatic for other people, but for me, unconsciously, that was traumatic. I now... Uh, replaced how I react and respond, right? Um, so the same thing goes for everybody. We all have different experiences in life that create platforms for now how we react and respond and communicate. This is why relationships can be so tricky. It can be such a slippery slope because we're all, um, we've all experienced different things and we are all triggered in different ways. What might offend one person may not offend me because I don't have that 
that trigger. I don't have that source of pain. I don't have that thorn in my side that I haven't um, recognized yet. One of the examples that I like to use with couples in communication uh, is this example of taking a road trip. So I want you, while you're listening, to imagine that you and I are going to take a road trip. I want you to imagine in your mind the map of Florida, and we are starting in Miami, and we our end result is Georgia. We are headed due north on I-95 from Miami to Georgia. It's a straight shot. But we're actually meeting at my house and I'm the one who's driving us there. So you're coming from your house with your luggage and I have my luggage from my house already in the car because I live here. Now I get into the car from the driver's side and you now enter the car from the passenger side. Okay. And so now we head on to I-95. We are in the same vehicle with the same destination, the same goal in mind and the same journey. But along the way, you fall asleep for an hour and you actually miss some of the things on the journey that I was able to experience and see. And then there's a point in time where you're looking out the window and you're experiencing things. You're seeing things that I can't see because I'm focused on the road. You know, you are cold because the AC is blowing on you. So you're wrapped in a blanket, but I'm hot now um, because I'm on a different side of the car. And maybe we have a friend who is in the back seat who's having a completely different experience than what we are having. And so when we get from Miami to Georgia on this journey that we've decided to take together, when we are asked how the experience was, we both have very different views, very different experiences of that journey, right? Um, Your baggage was much heavier than mine and took up a lot of room in that vehicle, whereas mine was very minimal. You were tired by the time you actually got into my car because of the journey that you had to take to actually get to that place, whereas maybe my journey was less Um, strenuous because it was from the front door to the actual driver's side of the car. Your experience may have been um, unhappy. Maybe you were unhappy. Maybe you felt sick because you, you get car sick or maybe long road trips remind you of a bad time as a child when you took a road trip with your parents and it wasn't a pleasant experience for you. Whereas me, I enjoyed it because I was in control and I was driving the vehicle. Either way, we started at the same place. We ended at the same place. We had the same journey along the same road, but our experiences were very different. And this is what happens in relationships with communication, okay? So we, our vehicle represents our relationship with another person. And we're entering that relationship from two different sides of the vehicle. It is impossible for us to have our passenger sit on our lap while we drive. And even if that were the case, they would still see things from a different point of view because they're elevated sitting on our lap, whereas our view is a little bit blocked. Does that make sense? Their baggage that they brought onto this trip is going to be very different than the baggage that we bring. 
Our passenger might pack things that we don't pack. Our passenger may have forgotten things that we have yet to experience or pack or, or that we have let go of, right? But yet we're entering this relationship together. The starting point is the same. And yet our baggage is very different. Our experiences in our childhood, in our life, our journeys to get to that car, that relationship have been vastly different. And yet here we are with the same mission, right? The same journey. When you enter a relationship with somebody, um, you're entering it with the same attraction to that person. And so here you are deciding, you have made a choice that you are going to take this journey with that person, right? Uh, The starting point is the same. Your destination is the same. The road that you travel upon is the same because you're doing it together. But your experiences are very different. And your communication is going to be very different. Why? Because your baggage is different. The place that you began was different. The journey to get to this car, to this relationship were very different. And this is why it's so important um, to listen when the other person is speaking, right? And to uh, understand where that person is coming from. It says in James 1.19, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Now, why is that? When we are quick to listen and slow to speak, um, we are able to maybe hear the other person, right? So I always say, uh, you cannot uh, speak and listen at the same time. It's actually physically impossible to do. I'm sure um, I come from an Italian family and um Italian families are pretty loud and we like to talk over each other and there's not a lot of listening going on. I feel like uh, Hispanic families are the same. Maybe your family is this way. Um, There's a lot of talking. It's very loud and there's not much listening going on. Now, there's a difference between hearing and listening. Hearing is a physical act, right? It's just a sense, Um, whereas listening is a choice. If you are a mother... You understand this, or a parent, right? You understand how to tune certain things out with your children. You hear it, but you're choosing not to listen to it. You're choosing not to engage, right? Many of us in relationships, when we are communicating, we are hearing the other person, but we are not listening to understand. When I was married, um, my ex-husband once said to me in an argument, You don't listen to me to understand. You only listen to me for ammo to fire back at me. And I hate now that he's actually correct. Uh, Took me a lot of um, years of breaking down my pride and humility to actually recognize in that moment that he was right. Because I was only listening to the things that he was saying Uh, picking apart unconsciously what I wanted to hear just to fire back. I wasn't actually listening. And that's where Proverbs 18, 13 comes into play. Spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. 
many times we get caught up in our emotions and we allow our emotions to control how we're communicating. We're speaking more than we're listening because we want to be heard. We want our point to be heard. And that comes from a place of pride. First Corinthians 13, four through eight, um, is something that I will be doing shows on in a series, but first Corinthians 13, four says love is patient and in patience, we are slow to speak and yet quick to listen to the other person. We are not quick to demand our own way or to speak our point because we are being patient and gracious with the other person. Now it says in Proverbs 18, 20 to 21, you will have to live with the consequences of everything you say and what you say can preserve life or destroy it. So you must accept the consequences of your words. Nowhere here does it say that you will be a fool for listening. Nowhere here does it say that you will have to bear the consequences of listening. No, it says you will have to live with the consequences of everything you say. In fact, we will have to um, be accountable for every single word that we speak when we stand before Jesus. So it's so important to be slow to speak and quick to listen and slow to become angry. When we become angry, um, we are very quick to fire off um, ammo and assaults and accusations out of hurt, right? Anger is actually a secondary emotion and it's a byproduct of being hurt or being sad. I experience this a lot. Um, and I recognize in my own self, and I'm still, God is still working on me. I am not perfect. I'm very far from it. Um, but when I am hurt, I will, uh, in an, in an attempt to speak my feelings, I'm actually speaking out of emotion and speaking out of anger rather than taking a step back and listening. Why is listening so important? You, you cannot understand the heart of another person in where they are coming from, if you don't take the time to listen, it says in Matthew 12, 34, out of the heart, the mouth will speak. So when you're taking the time, when somebody is speaking to you, whether they're speaking their feelings, their emotions, or they're speaking out of anger, you if you take the time to listen, to stop, stop getting offended, stop being triggered, understand where those points of reference come from where how are you being triggered so much so that you're speaking right when you take the time to listen you can actually understand the heart of another person you can be discerning and understand okay this person is speaking out of anger because i hurt them they're lashing out because they feel offended because of this that might have happened they're responding to the this journey, this car ride in this way because of how long it took them to get here or because of the amount of baggage that they're exhausted from carrying to this car ride, right? When we can practice listening over speaking, it changes everything. 
How often are you praying to God, but you're taking, you're not taking the time to listen. I, I've done this. I've just recently in the last year started listening to God more than I'm speaking to him. God knows what we need and he knows the desires of our hearts. He knows our complaints and our grievances. And yes, we are supposed to pray without stopping. But part of communication, it's a two-way street. Communication is just not speaking and expecting the other person to hear you. Imagine all the chaos and the noise in an Italian family or in a restaurant when there's all the speaking going on and none of the listening, right? God will always hear us. He will always listen to us. But in order to hear his direction and hear um, his guidance, we have to be willing to listen. Listening is an act of love. And if you love another person and you want that relationship to work, you have to be willing to stop speaking so much and start listening to the other person. You have to understand where your points of reference came from that you feel you have you are triggered and you have to speak out, right? Do the work to heal within yourself so that you are slow to speak and quick to listen and slow to become angry. There's a reason why God gave us two ears and one mouth. Listen and silent are spelled with the same letters. Think about that. Think about your communication in your relationships. Are you taking the time to listen? Not just hear the other person, but listen to the other person. Or are you speaking your mind more? Don't allow your emotions to control you. Uh, one of the fruits of the Spirit is to be self-controlled. Take more time to listen to the person you love because it is an actual act of love and they will feel heard. And a lot of your communication issues will be resolved just by you putting down your pride and um, being humble in listening. As always, I like to end my show with a prayer. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, feel free to pray this prayer with me. Father God, forgive me of my sins. I recognize that you are Lord and Savior of my life, and I cannot do this life alone. Father God, take control of my life. I, I want you to lead me in all things, especially in my communication. Help me to hear your voice, Father God. Give me eyes to see, but also ears to hear you in all things. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you haven't given your life to Christ or you're looking to find that peace, feel free to find me on Facebook at Crystal Swass or on Instagram at Crystal Swass. If you're wanting more information about my coaching programs or how to break through to your breakthrough, you can find me at www.crystalswass.com. A special thank you to River of Heaven Radio Network for allowing us to have this show to speak truth to the nations and help you remember that you were created with purpose, on purpose, and for a purpose.